You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. This is another solo cast for me, and it's a bit of reflection on my part and also some, maybe we'll call it, I don't want to call it advice. Uh, It's not really advice, just something for for my listeners to think about. We'll we'll call it that. Um, So today I want to dive into um, the transformative power of embracing the things that we once hated and then turning them into sources of strength and joy. And I have two very specific and very recent examples. Uh, We'll go this past weekend. This past weekend was the New Brunswick Weightlifting Championships, our provincials for weightlifting. And I managed, I'm still in shock by it. Uh, I got under, I was not able to stand it up. It it was a, a failed lift. But for the first time in my life, I got under uh, 90 kilos in a snatch. That's about 198 pounds. It was, it felt awesome uh, to be there, to, to get under it. Uh, never in my life uh, did I think that would happen. It's kind of been like a, a lifelong goal to hit, hit 200 pounds. So to be that close was, was pretty fun. But it's not just that's not the the main part of this this story. This goes way back to when I first started CrossFit. It would have been in well, I don't think I would have done an overhead squat until early 2007. I hated, despised, loathed the overhead squat. I was one of well. I was known as a tin man. I had next to no flexibility in most of my joints. Um, I had good quad flexibility, but anything in the posterior chain, like ankles, nope. Hamstrings, nope. Shoulders, nope. So there's an old video. I'll see if I can dig it up. It's it's somewhere on Vimeo. This was prior to there being even a, a CrossFit Moncton. Um this was just me going, going on my own and recording myself with an actual camcorder in my living room and assessing and, and recording my own form to see how good or bad, bad it was. And the video exists and it's out there and it shows me doing an overhead squat with a PVC pipe and it is pretty terrible. I, I won't lie. It's got... Uh, Caving knees. I definitely didn't squat uh, hip below the knee. I was up on my toes. Bark came forward. Back was probably rounded. It's pretty much what we would call as trainers a train wreck squat. That, that was the catalyst for change for me when I, when I recognized how terrible it was. I've gone to multiple uh, CrossFit level one certifications. I think it's five or six. 
And most of the time I would get pulled into the middle of the, of the circle of the group and asked to perform either a, a squat or a front squat or an overhead squat because my squats were not that great. They knew it and they knew that they could, <laughs> I don't want to say pick on me, but use me as an example of things not to do and how to correct and, and stuff. So it was uh, just squatting and especially the overhead squat was a pain point of mine for many, many years. Again, <laughs> not not something that's fun to work on. It it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. It takes commitment and it takes persistence to work on anything that you suck at to make it better. And I would go as far as saying the overhead squat is now one of my favorite lifts. I look forward to them in workouts where we have to do you know, reps, 15, 20, even 30 reps, I'm like, hmm, I bet I could do that unbroken and just go. I can almost treat them as fast as wall balls or like a, a air squat. I just pump, pump them out. And I really, en I enjoy them now. I don't think that would have happened had I have not made a concerted effort to make a change to that, to that movement. Had I not recorded myself and just saw how terrible it was, I don't think it it would have got to the point where it is now where I'm qualifying for Masters Pan Ams and, and getting under that much weight. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I, I just, <laughs> I love overhead squats now. And it's, when we introduced, I'm looking at the, it's, we have a, a map at the gym called the map of, a, of athletic progression for the level method. When I, when we first brought this in, we tested out all these levels, 15 different tests and flexibility was one of my lower ones. Even though I could overhead squat, there were still things in my flexibility that weren't mm, quite there. It's actually my highest level. Now I have a, a red three in flexibility of all things. And seems crazy. If you, if I would have told, you know, Kevin from 17 years ago, Hey, flexibility is going to be the best thing that you can do. I would have laughed. I would have laughed you out of the room. But again, something that, that can be, that is challenging for you. Um, doesn't, it doesn't always have to be that way. I hear it all the time at the gym. You know, people say, they're terrible or they suck at or whatever, what, whatever, um, descriptive words that they, they want to use of a particular movement or a type of work. Oh, I suck at long workouts or I suck at short workouts. You don't have to, <laughs> that's just a story that you're telling yourself and you can change it. If you put in again, the concerted effort to make a difference, to make a change to it. And who knows, maybe you will start to enjoy it. I was never a gym person. And it's funny that I, I own a gym now. Never in my life have I ever had a gym membership. Um, I was on the wrestling team in high school and dabbled with like some of that universal machine stuff. When I went to university, I may have gone to the, the fitness room 
maybe a dozen times at most over the five years that I was there. But most of the time was spent like playing sports or doing activities, but it wasn't working out. I didn't enjoy it probably because I didn't know what I was doing. I just go into the weight room and just kind of look around and see what others were doing and, and try to mimic it as best I could. But again, something I had no experience with or I didn't really enjoy that's turned into my livelihood. It's completely changed. And there's a second recent example. Um, I'll, I'll queue up with a couple questions first. Have you ever had to do something that made your palms sweat, your heart race, and your face turn beet red? Have you ever had to do something like that? Because for me, years ago, that was public speaking. That was getting up in front of my class in school or even in university. And just the thought of standing there in front of my classmates just had me break out in this cold sweat. I hated it. I, I would do things to avoid. I, if there was another option, um, I remember I took a, I took a sociology class and we had like, I think it was three or four options for, it was called like the big project. Um, and one of them was a presentation in front of class. That was the first one off my list. I was like, nope. And then I went with one of the other two options. I think one was like a research paper. So I chose that one instead. Um, but man, I hated, 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 hated being in front of a group of people. Fast forward to just last week. And I found myself speaking confidently and comfortably for two and a half hours in front of almost a hundred eager listeners. Like that's <laughs> to me, that's crazy. Like it's crazy to think of what, what I was or what I thought I was. And then what I'm doing now, it's crazy. Like I'm, we, I had a guy after the speech that I gave, uh, come up to me after and he said, Hey, uh, we're going to, I really like what you, what you said and what you did. Um, I'm going to see if we can bring you down to Boston. And my first, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, yeah, that'd be awesome. It wasn't, oh no, I'll think about it or no, no, that's okay. It's an immediate yes. Whereas before it would have been me like literally turning around and running in the opposite direction. So like, how did I go from a fear, like a phobia? And that's actually one of the, um, I heard it on one of those, one of the local radios. They said, what's, what's the number one phobia in the world? It was one of like those impossible questions or whatever. Uh, people were guessing like spiders and snakes and things. It's actually public speaking is the number one thing. So how did I go from a intense fear of public speaking to thriving in it? I'll tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't a magic wand. It wasn't just a thing that flicked like a, a switch got flicked overnight. It was actually a journey of facing my fears head on. And it started with uh, teaching, um, had to be in front of a class, you know, in front of a classroom with, with students. Um, and then it led to me being in front of a, a group of people leading fitness. And it, it was not easy at the start. It, it was a struggle, but again, I kept putting myself in those situations repeatedly 
to help confront that fear. Eventually, I became an actor. I, I kept seeing a few um, community theater plays with my mom, and I was like, yeah, that, that would be kind of fun. I think I'd like to try that. Soft talk acknowledged. And the director said, sure, we'll have you on. And my first role was me in my underwear. Well, that's, that's different. <laughs> that's definitely being seen. That's a, a far cry from turning beet red and sweating profusely in front of a, a classroom with my peers. So now I'm seeking out these opportunities to speak in front of large or, or even smaller groups. And uh, every single time... I still get a little nervous, but now I reframe it as excitement. The fear has definitely lessened and my confidence has grown. Um, but yeah, I just feel, feel way better about it. The lesson here for you guys is that things that we hate often hold the key to our growth and success. And as as, as arbitrary as an overhead squat is, um, it's not so much that I hated it and now I can do it. It's the, the journey that I took to get to where I am from where I was. Every challenge we overcome, whether it's speaking in public or mastering a difficult lift, it really helps strengthen our resilience and helps expand our capabilities. So I want you to think and reflect on this is how, how can you apply this principle to your own life? Start by identifying something that you've been avoiding or even dreading. And maybe it's a skill that you've always wanted to learn. Like, uh, you know, maybe you say, say you suck at your finances or, or budgeting, man, like that, that could be your thing. Or maybe it's something that you've been putting off for a while instead of shying away from it. Really lean into it instead of, I was going to say, instead of having it on a back burner, if it's not even on the stove at all, it's not on any burner, put it on the front burner for a little while, like give it like 90 days and just see what happens. Break that thing down into smaller manageable steps and then just tackle them one at a time. It's important to celebrate your progress along the way. And then before you know it, you're going to find yourself not just tolerating it, but embracing the challenge. Growth rarely happens within our comfort zones. It's only when we push ourselves beyond what we think we're capable of that we discover our true potential. So I want you to remember, the next time you find yourself faced with something that you hate, don't run from it. Embrace it. Because who knows, you might just be surprised at what you're capable of. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.